Regina Nissan, the presenting sponsor of Off the Hazel Podcast. And this month, you can get into a new Nissan during the all-in clear-out event. Finance a 2021 Nissan Murano for 0% for 60 months, or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy, can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel, episode 92. My name is Drew Kosher, I'm your host. And we are have to welcome back in today my brother, the original co-host, Troy Koser. For Jayhan. Hello! And we welcome in the stat guy, Rip, the intern, Turner Ripplinger. What's going on, fellas? For Jayhan. What's up, bud? Jayhan. That's a weapon. Ontario. Faithful listener. That is true. We welcome back Troy, though. That's big news. Um, not yeah. sick, boys. I'm not sick. Just working lots, that's Just- all. Just working lots. But hey, it's good to see your face, though. Yeah, you injured, not hurt. <laughs> no, hurt, not injured. <laughs> hurt, not injured. Right. Anyways. Okay, before we get going, we've got to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place, take your next vehicle, oil changer, any vehicle-related needs. They're located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. Uh, Troy, if you want to, or, uh, or the intern, rip off where we are recording from. Divots Indoor Golf. <laughs> and I've, it's been so long, I feel horrible. I don't know the number, but I know it's on Rochdale Boulevard. I want to see. Where is it across from? The Dougie Wick. Yeah. 6824. I'm so close. I, I, Place I, is I, opening up. I've been gone enough. so long. Yeah. Probably the, know the beautiful thing about Divots, you know, the old saying is make Divots, don't play it. Or play Divots, don't make them. Yeah. They're opening up here soon, boys. 15th. October 15th. October 15th. Make that phone call. Get down here. Seven great simulators. We got good staff, good food, good bar, good golf. <laughs> Yeah. Snow is going to be flying soon, so uh, they're actually they are taking bookings for uh, opening day, October fifteenth. So get on down to uh, Divots Indoor Golf, slug some beers, and uh, hit some golf balls. Hit some golf balls. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first off, I guess we'll go to Troy because it's it's been a while, and, and I, I know you said in the pre-show before we get going here, not to ask you what you've been up to, but you know, give us a rundown because it has been quite some time that people have heard your voice and we haven't heard your voice. You know, I've talked in the phone, but uh, what's up? What's Turner, going on? Turner never calls or texts, <laughs> ever, ever. Not even once. Not once. <laughs> Not once. He said it always goes to, to speed dial or uh, voicemail. I'll tell you one thing, though. Hey, you blocked me? I appreciate you coming in because you guys have been doing a really good thing while I haven't been here, so I appreciate it, Turner. Um, I'm just a dollar store Troy. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> With nicer hair. But uh, what have I been up to? Work. Lots of work. Uh, we're very busy, so that's why I haven't been here very much. Other than work, we had that rank hailstorm. I haven't talked to you guys in a while, so it, that wrecked my house, our new house. 
got lots of insurance work getting done and got to be done. Uh, what else? I haven't golfed. Well, we golfed the one time together. I thought it was on since then. Uh, I don't think so. No, because I shot 83. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, walked us through the round. 83. Man, that was a month ago. Me, you, and Carson played. Avonlea. Harcourt. Oh, Harcourt. Right. Remember you yeah, called yeah, him yeah. Carter like four yeah, times? whatever. Carter, Carson. <laughs> Tanner. <whatever>. I'm <laughs> fucking old. I'm 40. Uh, walk you through the round. I shot 83. I wasn't mad. Stick. I wasn't happy. No, I'm, I I want that 79. I just didn't play enough this year. But the TaylorMade Irons? And? They helped my game this year. Because I, I, I have been, for the, what, 17 rounds I played. That's 80, more than the average guy, though. 80 to 85 has been my score all year. So I know we're going to get together on Thursday and play out at Deer Valley. Probably my last round of the year. Probably mine yeah. and Turner's as well. Just busy yeah. with hockey. Start crying. Hockey. Yeah. I just want to get out there and swing <laughs> the sticks, right? Yeah. The sad thing is I get more golf done here at Divots than I did out on the, real the green grass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, the round was up and down. I had some good drives, some good chips, putts, and then I had some bad ones. So, um, yeah. Thursday, 79, still there, man. I can still there. It, so. Well, still why don't you air. walk us through uh, you won your fantasy baseball? Whoa, 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 whoa. I Can't didn't win. Okay. I did not win. You I won something. third. Oh. In 16 years in the league, I finally am a money team. Nice. 16 years. So well, third place won you money? Is that what you're Yeah, that what top four pays. Fifth gets the first over, first overall minor league draft pick. And wow. I know I'm not going to go into a fantasy baseball segment here, but um, I had a lot of text messages today from the guys because there's 12 of us, and I think eight of us are original owners like that have been around this long. So yeah. Finally finished in the money. It sure didn't hurt having Vlad, Vlad Guerrero yeah. Jr. on my team, and Samian. I mean, they had 90. Vlad did 48. 48 and 40. 45, 46. 45, didn't he? Yeah. Like yeah. So anyways, between those two, they really helped my, 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 my power categories. But I don't know. Do we want to talk baseball first? Do you want to talk Turner, see how he's been up to, what you've been up to? My head right now with baseball is just going. Dun, 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 yeah, yeah. Dun. Well, no, I mean, we can talk. <laughs> some, what do you want to do? This yeah, is we, your well, show. we can go to. Uh, anyways, it's good to be back. And absolutely. You guys have been doing a really good job. Uh, again, Turner, I really appreciate helping Drew. You're while welcome. gone. So. Uh, the winter months are coming, which means work's going to slow down for me. So, Jay Han and everybody else, you're going to hear my voice more often. So, Jay Han. That's oh, a fine. lot of name drops there, Jay Han. You're welcome. Um, okay, yeah, let's go to Turner. What's going on with you? And then we'll, we'll backtrack and we'll start off with baseball. What's up? Uh, what did I do this week? Uh, didn't, play any, didn't play any actual games this week. Played a, like an inter-squad game with our alumni. It was a good time. Went out and had some pops and pizza with them after. You got wasted. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I went and watched uh, Cougs basketball game, men's basketball. Nice. Who won? The boys. Cougs. Nice. Yeah. The boys. And then went and watched a Rams game. And they won too, right? Yeah. Watched that guy go viral live. It was a big upset. From yeah, they're one of the best teams in the country. I was talking to one of the guys, and he's like, what are you? I'm like, how are you guys going to do? Because I'm not too invested into college football. Much. Yeah. And, uh, university. Yeah, university. Sorry. And uh, he's Welcome like, back. he's like, dude, these guys are the Alabama of Canadian college. And oh, really? And I'm like, oh, great. And wow. They end up pulling off the dub, and yeah, they played well. It was pretty. It was sick. They put on a pretty good production there. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, what? a friend of a family friend of ours is one of the 
I don't think he's the defensive coordinator. Vinnie Donaldson was his first ever game as DC, and yeah, he got his first win yesterday. They so. got they have like a whole new coaching staff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's defensive coordinator, but poker nice. poker buddy of ours. So nice. Yeah, former Rough Rider. Former Rough Rider. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Never heard of the team. Uh, Riff, what uh, what else is up? I know you guys play this weekend. You mentioned right. Uh, this upcoming weekend, yeah, we go to Winnipeg, play Manitoba Friday, Saturday. Nice. Well, so that's, that's our last week in a preseason, and then I guess in two weeks now, we'll be doing our home opener against McEwen. Awesome. Hockey's back. I have to ask a question real quick while we're on the uh, U- university hockey. Yep. Never played it. Didn't really pay much attention to it, to be honest. Where do you guys play out of Regina? Cooperage. Is it, it's at the Cooperage? Yeah. Okay. Logo's sure. at Center Ice. Sorry? Our logo's at Center Ice. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. I just I <laughs> didn't know. I thought maybe you guys did play out of the Brand Center. No, I wish we had a uh, rank on campus. It'd be so much. That cooler. would be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be sick. I think. How did you? Sorry, go ahead. We, I think it just we'd have way better crowds and stuff like that. But so how did the Prairie Storm pull off a game at the Brand Center? How did you guys? Not Prairie Storm, Pilot Butte Storm. But uh, no, that was preseason game. We yeah we lost whatever preseason. But no, we had our first game on Saturday. Fuck, we lost lost a tough one, four three in overtime. Wasn't, uh, yeah. Fuck, I don't know. You're zero one still as head coach. No, we got a point. Never did a point for overtime, so. But we're zero one. Still zero one. Yeah, so uh, winless. I mean, we've only played one game. When you, when's the next game for the storm? Uh, Tuesday night for the Capitals. Gatorade shower for the win. No. Why? Just a puck. Just a puck. That's all <laughs> I want is a puck. Hope the boys know that. Uh, yeah, so <coughs> Storm, uh, we we lost game one in overtime, but it was a good game. We you know we battled hard, and uh, it is what it is. But you know, thirty nine left, so see how it goes. Forty game season. Yeah. Is that shortened or not? No, always forty. Yeah, 40. just because there's five teams in our division and seven in the north, so it's yeah, just hard to play the same teams over and over again. Right? How's the other local team, the Regina Silver Foxes and the Capitals, doing? Through one game, I'm assuming. Uh, the Caps won last night, and then the Foxes haven't played yet. I played, okay. No, they play Thursday. So, yeah, no, <coughs> it's good to see hockey's fire back up, though, right now. So, I mean, just obviously people have to you know, wear masks in the rink. And, right. You know, our guys are wearing masks on the ice right now for two more games, and then after that we pull them off. Will so they play? Yeah. Come it's on. super hard, yeah. yeah. It's stupid. I seen I seen a, it's hard, a, yeah. a tweet yesterday, or I guess today. Sorry, it was early this morning. That they're, I don't know what league it was, but the refs were wearing masks. And I'm like, how in the hell are they doing that? Yeah, someone's going to someone's gonna get dummied in the corner because the ref can't get his mask down fast enough to blow the whistle. So, sure as shit, last night we scored roller row 3 2. After we scored two in the second, to make, and we, we would have scored a third one. The ref says uh, his mask, you're trying to pull it down in time to blow the whistle. No goal. And you can't get no mad goal. at the ref. You, 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 you can. Yeah, I think that's just. It, it's not his fault that he has to wear the mask, right? So then I said, if we're going to have to wear masks, why don't you guys use the e-whistles, right? The button ones. If you're going to use it. I didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah, I so. didn't. They're, just, they're, they're new, obviously, with COVID. But I was just like, our guy scored a nice goal. And then because his mask, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I can't get too mad at the rest of the rest. Otherwise, we'll shoot a penalty. But it sucked because we would have had a nice 3-2 lead going to the third. But Message to all our listeners. Get the jab. Yep. That way we don't have to wear masks during sporting events anymore. So get the jab. And if you have any hate towards that, throw it towards me. You can contact me at at Kosher Troy <laughs> or Facebook. Uh, at, at Off the Hosel. <laughs> no, um, don't take it out Off the Hosel. Just Twitter myself. Instagram. Get the jab. Just so we were going to talk about, where do you want to go, Drew? Well, right? I want to go to last week's podcast with a you know, great guest in Jamie Heward. Uh, I'm not sure if you listened to it, Troy. Um, 
But Rip, you were here for this one. Yep. You know, a lot of people were liking this interview. I uh, got a lot of texts, a lot of comments about it. So, you know, Huey's Huey's Huey, and you know, do, doing it live from the Vegas Knights Golden Game was pretty cool. Um, you know, going in the hallway for us and you know keeping it quiet, whatever it is. But um, yeah, thoughts on the pod? The Vegas Knights Golden Game. What I say? The Vegas Knights Golden Game. Well, it's Sunday, well, easy. Well, p- pick a longer <laughs> name. Fuck. I mean, yeah, yeah. Huey doing it at the game that was pretty funny. I didn't know he was going to do that. I knew he was at the Raiders game before, but uh, yeah, Huey. He's always got some good stories. He's a gem. Yeah, he was good. Okay. Troy, I know That's you... That's it? That's well, all you got for the podcast last <laughs> week? Come on, fill our guys in. I mean, well, we, I guess you guys were there. I wasn't, so... Yeah, uh, no, we talked Jamie about... Jamie Hurd was a, a player I got to watch growing up, right? I mean, I think he's a few years older than myself, but... 11, yeah. 71. He's not 71. No, he's a, he's a 71 born. Okay, so he's nine years older than me. Yeah. But yeah, I know. I got to watch him and Silly and all them play together. And yeah. Good times, good hockey player. and Yeah. Sounds yeah, like good, a fantastic dude. human being, and I mean, glad he came on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun. I ride his. I he lets me go on his boat for free during the summers, and <laughs> I just get carved by him, so that's my entry fee. <laughs> yeah, actually, I had a phone is. call from a few guys, and they're like, <laughs> they were like laughing on the phone while telling me the story. They're like, I'm just picturing myself because there's a story of Todd Turner's dad, you know, smashing Turner's head off the glass like, dumbing me, and then he we kicking ri- uh senior rip in, yeah. in the rib cage but uh todd's still recovering <laughs> a few people were calling me like i'm just picturing todd just smashing turner's head off the <laughs> fucking glass <laughs> so it was pretty good that night yeah you had a lot of funny stories and uh only because i haven't been here for a while uh, let's let's do some sports talk I, yeah okay so we are a golf podcast but we're a sports podcast golfing world's a little slow right now so we have lots of we can chat about we got baseball playoffs right we got today was the last day We've got NHL we can talk about. We've got some NFL. Western League. NBA. Crickets. Sorry, guys. Don't know much about the NBA. Uh, I want to talk some junior hockey, too. Yep. So where do we want to start? Let's go to baseball because I have no idea what's going okay, on. Well, you just well actually, you know, I do know yeah. the Sox you, won you today to the and the Jays are out. So yeah, sit the there for three to five minutes. Talk for a while. Me and Turner will have a little chit-chat. Yeah. Yeah. You guys uh, yeah, so today, game 162. All games start at the same time. Could have been a possible four-way tie for the two last wild-card spots in the American League between Seattle, Yankees, Tampa, or, uh, Boston, and Toronto. Toronto did their part. Yeah. They swept Baltimore this weekend. They ended up winning 12-3, I believe, today was the final score. Yeah. So they had to sit and wait. Yankees and Tampa played today. It was 0-0, or right into the ninth inning. Pitchers battle, right? I mean, yeah. 0-0. Yankees get a runner. Well, they had... Second and third, I believe they had runners on. Yes, because Aaron Judge came up to bat. Poked one out there. Yankees win in nine. Run nothing. Okay, Jay still got another out. Red Sox are playing Washington. Washington's a dog shit team. Red Sox were up 5-1, I believe. Down 5-1. Down 5-1. Down 5-1 in in the sixth, I think. Down 5-1. Washington ties it up. Goes to the top of the ninth. Devers hits the home run, I believe it was. Yeah, he hit two-run shot. Five, right? I don't know if it was the ninth. It might have been the eighth. But it was yeah, the ninth. Top, I was top nine. watching it yeah, yeah. on the way home from work. Yeah, top of nine. Devers hits the home run to go up 7-5. They end up winning. Jays are out. The sad thing about this is Canada's baseball team, the Jays, in my opinion, agree or disagree, had they – well, they did everything they could do in, in the last week in the baseball. Yeah. Had they got into that wild card spot, I think they're the only team – 
in the American League East that would come out. I honestly I, truly believe yeah, that. Yeah, I believe that. They I'm, have they have the bats. They got the pitching. Eh. They're really, their bullpen sucks. Yeah, I know. But if you can win, if you can put nine, eight, nine runs up on the board, yeah, you shouldn't have to worry about that much about your bullpen, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, there's no tiebreaker games tomorrow, which I was looking forward to. So wild card is on Tuesday. My Red Sox are hosting the Yankees. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Red Sox win. Four three in eleven innings. Wow. Thoughts? In eleven innings? Yeah. All right. Extra innings it's going. Yeah. Do you like, know who's starting for him? No, I haven't I don't think they even know yet. They're all getting drunk in the in the yeah. locker rooms. You that's know, the best. That that that's the only thing I hate about <laughs> baseball turner. I know Drew, you don't watch a lot of it, but Garrett Cole's starting for the Yanks. Oh, it's already posted? Yeah. So Chris Salem guessing for the Red Sox? No. Evaldi. Oh, Nate Evaldi. Okay. Yeah. No. Pitching battle so far right off the starters goes to the Yankees, I'll say that. Yep. No, but getting back to the one thing I don't like about baseball, especially the playoffs, is you take any other sport, the NBA, NHL, uh, NFL, obviously, they have one, you know, champagne celebration, right? One, when you win the whole thing. Yeah. Right? Baseball does it when you clinch. They do it in every round of baseball. It's just like, oh, my God. The, the thing is, though, it's a 162-game season. Oh, well, I know. Play, play, play like, more you know games. Much, you don't, no, but you know how much stress is on yeah. for that every day? But why do they play so many games? Yeah, you're gone, you're gone from your family half the year Yeah, if you have like yeah. wife and children, right? But That's what I understand. Why do they play so many games, though? Like, why 162? What 162. It's just been that way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, they had I don't a shortened know. season last year because of COVID. Yeah. And and how the hell do you keep up with all this, the games? Fuck, they're on at like noon and three. You do what I do, and best. I don't know if Turner does, but you get you get the MLB network at your on your cable provider, and then you yeah. get the MLB uh, app as well, and you can watch every game. Except, which makes me laugh, us being from Regina, Saskatchewan, I can't be at work on my phone with the MLB app and turn into a Blue Jays game, whether they're on the home or the road, because it's local blackout. I'm like. You pay for. We them. live three thousand kilometers away from Toronto. How yeah. the hell is that a local blackout? Yeah. But you can watch the. Arizona Diamondbacks or San Diego Padres at 10 a.m. Yeah, so dumb. But here, here, I don't know. I don't want to give any free ads out there. But if anybody has any issues with that, go to the Google or iPhone store. Surfshark. Surfshark changes your VPN. Okay. So you can say you're from LA and let you watch it. So hmm. we're, 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 we're promoting piracy them. now. <laughs> no, no, not piracy. Just uh, <laughs> scooching around. Uh, what else happened to baseball today real quick? I don't know a lot about National League, but I do know that Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National himself, Washington Nationals, played his whole career with them. He retired today. So did Alex Avila, the catcher from the Washington Nationals. Dodgers and... Muncy got hurt. You see that? Yeah, I did see that. So tomorrow... Or oh, yeah. They, they have the wild card game. Yeah, they which do. Which is hilarious. One hundred games. 101 games. Yeah. Goes down to one game. And if the Giants lose, they're out. The best record in baseball. Is that pitcher still there from like the Orioles, long hair, the unreal pitcher that like won? I everything? believe you're talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers, and today he actually pitched his first game in about a year and a half. What's his name? Noah Syndergaard. No. 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 no long hair. Talking about? Oh, no. Madison Baumgartner. Baumgartner. No. no. I don't know. Pena. Uh, see, like, fuck. I don't Pena. Know. <laughs> you're referencing Moneyball. <laughs> yeah. See, I have no idea who these guys Shapiro. are. We tell Pena is traded. <laughs> uh, anyways, so yeah, we got baseball playoffs starting this week. Let's move on to what, some NHL chat. Get Drew back in here. Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. We had some preseason going on this week. 
Uh, I'm going to just pipe up top of my Oilers real quick. You guys need a goaltender. No, See, Lander became a meme, though. Yeah, what's going on? The panda, right? The panda? No, I don't know. It was just like, I don't know who, it was like McDavid skating by the bench. <laughs> and like Cole's eyes are like wide open, like, oh my God, because he. Oh, I thought you said, said Lander. Oh, oh, wow. Lander. oh Lander. Cole Lander, you're yeah, talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see that, but yeah. I'll have to look for it afterwards. That's funny. Actually, it might be right here. I'll show you guys. The, 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 the thing about the Oilers, real quick, is we got that Zach Hyman. And what I, love, what I love about Canada and our broadcasting, don't get me wrong, we have some really good broadcasters, but they're already saying, oh, the Oilers are the real deal with Zach Hyman. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. I'm going, it's game three of preseason. Yeah. Nothing Relax, matters guys. right now. Yep. Nothing. This one's <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. I was just looking at the uh, mem or meme, meme. of McDavid Memmy. and our Memmy. friend of the show, Poland. Um, yeah, no preseason doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, they're working on their power play real quick and whatnot. Some interesting news came out today, though. Again, as an Oilers fan, I'll let our listeners know if they didn't know is Josh Archibald, who was the only Oiler that never got vaccinated. I don't know if you guys saw Duncan Keith's press conference. Yeah, he didn't want to be vaccinated, but, did. but yeah. he wants to play. Yeah. So he just did it. Yep. Archibald did not get the vaccination. And today they found out it's going to save $1.5 in cap space. He's going to be on the LTIR. During the summer, he contracted COVID. And I believe it was called, I, I'm really going to screw this up. I wish my wife was here. M- Mitocolitis? Uh, it sounds really bad. Heart, he, he had a bad issue with his heart yep. from COVID. So he's out. He ain't playing. So again, get the jab. If you don't like what I'm saying. At Coaster Troy, get a hold of me. Not uh, trying to plug <laughs> getting your shots, but hey, let's get world back to normal. Yep. Other than my Oilers, I haven't really been paying too much attention, except I want to ask you guys a question because you're younger and you guys pay more attention to social media and hockey in general. What is going on with Robin Leonard? I saw he's yeah. going to have an in-person hearing with the NHL. It just, there's, I don't know, it's kind of things that's going on behind the scenes that like random fans like us wouldn't know. Um, like, I saw I saw one thing like they're giving out like unprescribed drugs yes, and shit like that. Yeah, it it shit like that happens a lot more than what people notice, and it's not just the NHL, it's Everyone. NFL. Yeah it's, yeah, it's all leagues, dude. So you're taking medications you don't know what the hell they are or what probably. they could do to you, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of like that. Well, like they're hockey players, right? So they're probably not that educated on the medications that they're right. taking. Well, they're not doctors. Yeah, exactly. But these teams are like, we're paying you ten million dollars a year to play. You're gonna fuck play. So. Okay. We're yeah. gonna get you on the ice. Well, I saw Elliot Freeman t- tweeted today that he's gonna have a in pe- in person meeting with the NHL about yeah. whatever's going on. I was just curious because I seen it on Twitter the last couple of days, and I know Leonard likes to speak his mind on yeah. Twitter. So, is he gonna play? Like, is he playing? Yeah, he's right? playing. He I playing. think they're literally gonna tell him to shut up. Like, take your paycheck. And yeah. Keep quiet. Play the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's what the meeting will be. Okay. Um, I did have one other hockey note too. I saw today. Sorry, guys. I, as much as I haven't been here, I do pay attention to the world. What's going on in sports? Quick thoughts. Yeah, maybe I, too late now. I already started. PA Raiders. You guys saw what happened? Yeah, today? I saw that today. They changed the jersey, didn't they? they well, the WHL and CHL said that the PA Raiders jersey logo is offensive and deemed not usable, and will be taken off their jerseys ASAP now. Thoughts? I, I, to me, it was a cartoon character, right? With a hockey stick in one hand and a 
old school knife or whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. Is it again more of the cancel culture that's going on? Yep. Yeah. I I would get ourselves canceled if I if I wanted to talk <laughs> about shit like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Um, but when 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 does it go too far? We we had this discussion I, at work. Me and some guys from work. So we have, for example, in baseball, the Cleveland Indians are no longer as of the end of this year. They're going to be the Cleveland Guardians, which is the worst name yeah. I've ever heard for a professional sports team ever. Random name generator. Oh, that's exactly what that was. One hundred and ten percent. I yeah. totally agree with you. Oh, there were five on the dice. Okay, click the button five times. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there in professional sports that have names that could be offensive, offensive, but not addressed so yeah because of a cartoon character i i don't know i i just i'll be honest i i saw the thing this morning but like for me i don't really pay attention to logos that much no like i i would look at the name bar on the back right yeah like i i I just i would have never even i I don't look at logos it's like i just i never have i mean for me i didn't know that there was something going on because i don't pay attention to logos but Fuck. I mean, hey, if it's kind of like you said, that cancel culture, maybe it is, but. And I don't want to start a holy war on the podcast no. with any of our listeners. It's just general question. If you guys have any feedback, shoot it to us, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm curious on. It's know. just like NFL, right? Today, I, I caught a glimpse. The uh, Washington football team. team. Yeah. Yep. Or is it club? Team. team. They ended up winning today, which couldn't believe that over Atlanta. But. Okay, you canceled your name two seasons ago. When are you going to have a new team name? Or are you just going to be the Washington football team? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Let it's, I don't know. And then I think people, it, honest, a, people that are in making those decisions now, you better make the right decision now because now that you've already changed it and you got to pick a new name. Well, I mean, with you marketing, s- you said the Guardians right? or whatever. I mean, like you're allowed to still have a still have an intense name. You know, like we're we're the Storm, right? I mean, the Guardians doesn't, like, fire me up. Yeah, but see, something about the Guardians. In Turner, maybe you know. I haven't seen it firsthand. Have they have a, do they have a new logo next year? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they got a bunch. Oh, they do? Shit. Okay. Yeah. Because it was down to the Cleveland Guardians or the Cleveland Spiders. And I'm going, man. Like, did some kindergarten student just submit two <laughs> random pictures with names? They watched Spider-Man and they watched Guardians of the Galaxy. And then yeah, two names I, I, I just don't get it. I mean... Okay, I want to bring this back to hockey quickly here. Uh, have you guys watched the All or Nothing yet with the Leafs? I have not. Probably well, you, won't. Okay, why? Why? I'm, oh, my God. Just one sec. He just turned to show me the the red box. Tell me that's not real. Right there? Is that real? That's Yeah, that's one of their logos. Okay, Drew, for the podcast tomorrow. Seriously? Now we're canceled. No, 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 no. Because I know we do have some baseball listeners. Yep. Can can you somehow tomorrow put a picture of that on with a with a poll? Yeah. Yes or no? Sure. Because to me, that's laughable. Yeah. That's laughable. Sorry, I just I I hadn't seen that yet. Fair we're talking. Anyways, you guys can't see what we're seeing. We're talking about the Cleveland Guardians here, and Turner just showed me a, a picture of their new uh, emblem for their hat and jersey, and it just wow, big no for me. Okay. Back to the Leafs thing. I, I probably won't watch it unless I'm bored and have a few hours downtime at work and, and I why? download it on Netflix. Why? Because I hate the Leafs. Okay. I'm an Oilers fan. I hate everything about the Leafs. Such it's a like nerd. the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. You know? And yeah, I might garner a few uh, lost listeners here on my end, but 
everyone has a hated team. Who's your hated NHL team? Turner. No clue. Sorry? No clue, honestly. Who would you not want to see succeed and win the Stanley Cup? <laughs> no one. <laughs> honestly, I, honestly, I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, me too. So yeah. it's a, that's a fist pound right there because I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. Okay. I, don't know, I just, I just hate the Cowboys because my dad likes them and he thinks they're unreal and they go 8-8 eight eight every year. So You're going to be good this year, though. Okay, uh, Turner, have you, have he you never, seen He that? never answered the question. Drew, what is one team in the NHL? Uh, you're different because you don't really have it. Yeah, I don't have a favorite team, so. Yeah, Drew doesn't either. Like, if I had to and it was, I was still cheering for the Wings like as a full-time fan, it would be Colorado just because of the rival. Yeah, but the thing ever. is you can flip that. And I can sick. flip that for you, and I know how much you appreciate and watch watching Nathan McKinnon. No, I'm saying if I was still cheering for the Wings as I, yeah, I used so to. Yeah, you guys are bad. I mean, I wish we, I wish Davids was open right now. We had some people in here because I'd ask him some questions. I mean, every, I thought everybody had a hated sports team. Dallas and, and that's, well, yeah, Turner said Dallas. So, that being said, if there was a documentary done about the Dallas Cowboys, which I'm sure there has been, but a, a new one pops I, up. I would on still it. watch it. You would. Hate I love it. that shit. <sighs> See, for me, and the reason why I asked that, and then I want to ask you, like, Debbie, have you seen it yet? No, I want it, though. So I've watched it twice now. And, like, I and I, I called Darren Dupont about it because he's, like, on his show, he's like, I'm not, probably not going to watch it. And I said, why? He said, well, because I, I already know what happens. They lose. I said, but don't you want to know and find out what's going on with your team? And you're a Leaf fan. Don't you want to figure out? And I get it. You're not a Leaf fan. But for me, I said, well, I watch it for, you know, teaching points, right? You know, how, how does Sheldon handle the room? You know, how does he, you know, talk to his players one-on-one? How does he handle the GM? Like, I learn from it, right? And I also find it intriguing. No different than Moneyball or the Dallas Cowboys one that they have had like 10 years ago. I like that shit. Like, it's just yeah. kind of cool to it's, see the guys behind the scene acting different and not on camera and interview. I guess for me, being an Oilers fan, we're just as bad as the Leafs, and that's why I don't want to watch it. No, seriously. I mean, we haven't done shit for 20 years. We've made the cup once in 2011. Hold on a sec. Six. 16 years ago 16 years ago we haven't done anything so to me it's like doing the same documentary for the oilers why yeah. aren't they winning oh okay well, well because our goaltending's dog shit i i don't know what the documentary's about and you know what? i probably will watch well, it and the flip side of it is it like so basically they document from game one all the way through right and that was the reason why it's called all or nothing as they're supposed to win we all know they lose to the canadians and they lose three straight and they're, and they're done so people don't want to watch it because oh shit they, we already know they lose but then I was talking to Darren about it too. It's like, you know, what do you do? We're going to do a documentary. We're going to record from game one to game 56. And if we don't win, do you just, you just bank it? No, you, you got to put it out. You yeah. know, and the Leafs have already said they're not doing it again next year. You know, I wonder what team would do it next year. But didn't um, ESPN and do a thing with the, some of the hockey clubs the last few years like that? Like uh, the the outdoor classics. Well, yeah, so they, so they started yeah, the 24-7 was cool. Like yeah, that was, 24-7. And those yeah. were cool cause, yeah. because you're, you're doing it for a, you know, a week or two weeks, whatever it is, right? They're doing it for a season. Like, that's tough to do because now you're explaining, okay, you know, we're going all in. Yeah. And if we don't, well, nothing happened. They didn't fire anyone. You know, they changed a few guys. Joe's out, this and that's out. But, like, if you're going all or nothing, I mean, like, you're, you're basically saying that if we're not winning, we're revamping the whole team. Right. Essentially is what I think. So is it a good watch? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, like, I'm not the biggest Shell and Chief fan. I mean, I, it, nothing changed me, my opinion. I actually appreciate what more or more of what Dubas does now, watching and learning what he does. Like, he's an intelligent guy. He's young, so, too, isn't he, Dubas? Kyle Dubas? He's like 28, yeah. Like, nah, maybe 30 now. But, like, he's he's smart. You know, he started with the Sioux, like, at twenty at 12. But, no, I like, I like what he does, and it's it was cool for me to watch how 
the staff handles each other like you know they fight in their own battles and then they're on the same page and how they talk to players and like that stuff for me is cool yeah i just you just said one comment kind of makes me want to jump to another topic real quick i don't know did you guys watch the rider game on uh last night no we played i didn't uh so saturday yeah sorry guys i I can't remember what day it is anymore but yeah riders end up losing lowther gets his own kickoff again the guy's a trooper i'll tell you that but from what i watched in the football game there was one thing that stood out in that entire game turner you watched it you said um not too intensely but it was on the tv while i was with did anything stand out to you in the rider lost to calgary this weekend um like i go like one thing that just went oh i see I'm not sure. Like I started watching maybe in like the fourth quarter. Okay, it was so. the, it was the last second last play of the game. Did you see that? It's just something that stood out to me 110. percent Just uh, bring it up. How pissed off Cody Fajardo was oh, at yeah. Jason Moss. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. 38 seconds left in the game, and you call a fucking 35 yard throw into double coverage. Yeah, you, that's what. Yeah, I remember that. I'm going. I remember seeing I, him I'm snapping. I'm like, head. dude, you, you threw need, into double coverage. You need 10 yeah. yards. And he and Moss said, throw it downfield. Double coverage gets picked off. Game over. Game over. And Fajardo was steaming. Yeah. And we've had Cody on the show. We know we know his fake background. Co- and how competitive he is, too. And how competitive he is. I don't think there was one F-bomb, he said. But, man, I'm sure he wanted He was pissed. Friggin' yep. fudging. And that's not the first time him and Moss have butt heads. Jason Moss is the offensive yeah. coordinator. We got Calgary two more times in the next three weeks. I am a little curious to see what's going to happen. Um, we're starting to get some players back. I know Ed Ganey's supposed to come back here in the next few weeks. Sorry, I know I'm just kind of going here, but it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are 5-3, and three, so we're still second place. Winnipeg looks good. Yeah, Winnipeg looks yeah. real good. They Strong. hammered on BC 30-9 to nine on Friday night. <laughs> um, what else did I want to mention real quick, Drew? I had something. Oh, I want to talk a little bit of golf with you. Yeah. Because we're a golf podcast. Well, let's let's quickly finish the junior hockey stuff. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, right. You guys wanted to. I, I watched uh, one game for two periods. The home opener, the Pats played. Uh, but Friday night on the road, the Pats won 3-1 over the Raiders. But our scores two. That guy's pretty good. Yeah. Played the next night. Scored one. I, didn't, I missed the you goal. You see his goal? Missed Sick. it. I, I left after the second period to go to our game. You know, you know they're two and zero. I mean, how do you how do you argue the team? Yeah. That's two and zero. They look alright, but I know you were in Moose Jaw Friday night. Uh, Walkers through the game with uh, you know Jaeger and the Warriors. Yeah. Who's the Jaeger kid? He's good. I think he went third oh, over. Yeah. yeah. Braden Jaeger. Yeah. So they they had a couple fifteen year olds play last year, and uh, like this age group is sick. These little five kids. No oh, yeah. It just Bedard's unreal. So these kids don't get the recognition that they should. Um. Yeah, so Warriors, I went and watched the Warriors play their home opener. They won 7-1, and Jaeger had three goals. Oh, really? Yeah. And, like, like goal score goals, too. Yeah. Um, his first one, the goalie, Meyer and Stoon, just, like, coughed it up, and he, he buried it. Um, the second one, it was a power play, and it was it was Steven Stamkos from the dot. Really? It was sick. So, yeah, it was just, like, snap around, cross box, one-timer. And then oh, right. uh, the third one was a two-on-one, and this guy's, like – Two on one. It was an early pass, like just just past the blue line. They he uh, his partner zipped it over and he snapped it under the bar from wow. just outside the 
or just uh, just above the circles, so, like just goal score goals. So what you're saying is, when the Pats play Warriors, it should be a good game. Yep. The Warriors. I strong. do have a question for both you younger guys that watch a lot of dub hockey. I used to watch lots, just yeah. I haven't. It's Bedard that good? Yes. So I watched okay. the, the first is, two times I've watched him. Though is that why they had him on the Pats CBC nationally? Oh yesterday? yeah, that's that's marketing. Yeah, for sure. Is, is. He's that good. Yeah. See, and I'll be I'll, I'll st- straight up honest. The first game I watched him play the preseason game, did nothing for me. He's minus three, scored a nice goal. And then the first two period of the game, I was like, is he going to do anything? And then I left. I mean, he's exceptional talent. I mean, I you see it every night. But, like, yeah. two times I've watched him, I'm trying to, like, hey, you're on national television. You, do something. You know? I'm not trying to shit on him. I, I get yeah. he's 16 years old, but he's good. But he's yeah. unreal. Okay, 16. Yep. Is he the first overall NHL draft pick? Um, he should be. There's a Russian kid, apparently, that's just he's as nasty, good. too, yeah. yeah. So and he's exactly like um, Kucherov. Ever heard that guy? No, 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 the Russian guy. Russian. Yeah. So what you're telling me is that my Oilers have a chance. Yeah. yeah. Get another one. Yeah, they ha- they have a hot hand in those drafts, though. There's yeah. Well, when you don't win, <laughs> right? So, okay. Okay. No, I'm just curious. I haven't seen Bedard in person, so I just you got to check him out. Instagram and yeah. Twitter. Well, you will. Okay, golf. Let's do some golf talk here. Uh, Troy, you mentioned it. What's up? You guys go ahead first. I'll chime in laughter. Well, the Sanderson Farms Championship, Sam Burns wins by, what, two, Rip? I think so, yeah, two. He's dash 17. Uh, yeah, I think he was minus 23. I could be wrong, no. But you're going to tell me right now? Or dash 22. 22, okay. Yeah. Uh, why don't you rip out the top three, and if you got any Canadians for us. Um, Top three, Sam Burns. And then Watney was at minus 21, shot dash seven. How are you? Yeah, on the final day. And That's then, minus for our non-golf listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Under par. Dash. And then Cameron Young was number three. At oh. uh, He was also minus 21. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm very familiar with the dashes, Troy. I was uh, <laughs> dash six one night. I like those adding symbols. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Played at the Country Club of Jackson. How about that for a name? Country Club of Jackson. That is pretty sick. Drew, question. What's up? Does golf not... Stop? No. They they take like, like, two, you know, weeks you know two weeks off. It's two weeks, weeks off. off. Yeah. And, then, okay. and, then and in right that two weeks, they played the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Like, yeah they they just go. Just, just keep going, eh? That's a, I think one of the best sports in the world. Just, you, you, just not, you never have to finish. So, like, are stuck. they already, like, this past tournament, this past week, are they already accumulating points for FedEx for. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, like, the big names, they won't start. Uh, like, they'll be in the next week or they're two. Still, but they're still hungover. Yeah. Like, they're playing at the Ryder Cup. Uh, I wanted to mention the Reliance Properties DC Bank Open presented by Times Colonist, the McKenzie Tour. Uh, Kate Johnson finishing finishing T forty eight, and Ty Campbell missed the cut this past week, but uh, can't make them all. Uh, yeah, the two local boys uh, have had a really hot start in their their pro debuts. Um, so yeah, there's the the McKenzie Tour of the local golf talk. I've just got a quick note on golf that I. Again, social media is a wonderful thing if you don't want to rant or look at negative <laughs> stuff. But did you guys see Bryson DeChambeau in the World Long Drive Championships? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Did good. He did good. And, I mean, he got right into it, too. He fed off the crowd and whatnot. But I seen it. I'm like, don't you make enough money already doing what you do? <laughs> and now you want to go do that? He just loves the game. He's I, a golf nerd. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not good on Bryson. 
That was my golf note for the week. <laughs> uh, topics for listeners. I haven't checked right now, but I got one. Um, hey, no, no, no. We'll stick with golf here. Okay, what's up? Shoot around. Talk about your new wedges. Oh, yeah. What are they called again? The MG3s. MG3, Machine Gun, Kelly 3. TaylorMade? Ever heard of it? Uh, yeah, my wedges just randomly showed up at the house. You haven't got them yet? No. no. The next year models. Yeah, like I just Next year's model. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how. I don't Sick. know. Uh, thanks, Mike, and the boys. I mean, I hope. Maybe the, and I was telling these guys, or Turner, I was telling them, I was like, maybe they're just sending the stuff that we did it for next year already. I don't know how it works, but. Does it have the cool, like, checker pattern on the front, on, on the club face? I haven't even looked at them yet. I haven't even seen I them. Think, yeah, it does. It looks like TV static. So, because of COVID, <laughs> it took longer for certain items to get here. Like, no offense, Mike Lanyon, but our golf gloves, golf gloves, I just got them <laughs> two weeks ago. Yeah. Yet you're already getting next year's product? And yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just the. Uh, he he put a rush order in, so maybe uh, you know a fist bump to him. I don't know. Maybe yeah, no he just kidding. sent. So I don't know. I'm we'll bring him out Thursday. Maybe they sent him to the wrong Drew Kosher. <laughs> you <laughs> never know. There might be another one. True. Sucked right? it. Sucked another Drew. <laughs> 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 okay. I wanted to. Okay. Topics for listeners. I can only find one here. That's okay because we're already like 40 minutes into this. Yeah. This is a long our one today. Are probably getting a little annoyed with our voices. Uh, my new assistant. He goes topics for today. Uh, the new Storm staff. So, <laughs> Garth Belanger, assistant coach, yeah, no Garth. the veteran. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hell of a gate opener. Yeah, he's a good, uh, good defensive <laughs> coach. He'll be good for us, helping the boys. Bodied. The boys love him. And then uh, hired recently, uh, Brennan Kozlowski. So, God. former cap for one year, and then played a few years down Is that south. Ken's kid? No, no relation. Okay, no. who am I thinking of? Brennan Kozlowski. Oh. No, you're only thinner Corey. 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 I was yeah. with Corey last Corey. night. Oh, okay. Yeah, the veteran. Shout yeah, out to Corey. Corey. Get a weapon. Freshly dad. Yeah, fresh dad. Uh, yeah, okay, so there's the staff and then obviously myself. But, boys, let's go into our interview today as it's always been a long one today. Yeah. Time out. What's up? <laughs> you, you Topic discussion got brought up about the new Storm staff, and we didn't even talk about you. What's up? Well, you, you're the new head coach. Yeah, I said myself. I said, yeah, myself. Well, you got to <laughs> pump up your tires a little bit. I mean, you got a nice haircut. Looks like you lost yeah. a little bit of weight. I have. I've, I've been beautiful, beautiful. What about my haircut? Buck sweater that matches your team colors. Yeah, right? so, I, so I got it. What do you think? What's the storm going to do this year, head coach? I'm excited. You know, I, I, the guys we brought in, the veteran guys coming back, were deep from forwards to the, to the goaltenders. Your new fourth-line left winger. Yeah, Turner's brother. Um, Politics. Another rip playing for you guys, <laughs> eh? Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's good. We're uh, we're excited. Team looks strong. We're heavy. We're tough. Yeah. We should uh, you know, find a way to win on Tuesday night. It's nice that Calder gets an extra paycheck now too. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, the uh, storm do not pay anyone. Uh, okay, going to our guest. They don't have to pay because if you want to play for the storm, you play for free. No, I don't know. I was trying to give him a plug or something. I got nothing. No <laughs> sticks. Anything? You really just hurt no. my hurting the program. Sorry, now. <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's eighteen hundred dollars to play for the storm. Okay. okay, so Amber Balkane, Balkan. I fucked her name up right off the intro too, and she said it seventeen times after that. Did so, she body you? Oh yeah, she's like, Good. it's Balkan. I'm like, great, thanks. Uh, Balkan, yeah. like the Balkan Islands? No idea. Amber Balkan, history from Winnipeg. Uh, professional NASCAR driver, super cool. I had a lot of fun with this one. Turner had to, you know, jet, didn't, didn't be here for that one. So it was a solo one-on-one. Um, 
Fuck, it was cool, man. Like I had a lot of I had a lot of questions. It, like for me, like to think, oh, you just sit in a car and just drive around and do circles all day. It's not circles. It's left, straight, <laughs> left, straight, left, straight for three and a half hours. Is in a my circle. opinion. In a circle. In so a that, circle. So I'm so uneducated. I'm asking questions to her. I'm like, you know, how fast have you ever gone? And you know, like, what, how do you prepare for just a race? Laughing like this guy's an idiot. Well, I mean, like, I don't know how much. It's uh, it's not a very well known sport, though. If you want to call it. So, well, it, so what I'm trying to it say is, is it's down south. It's yeah. Huge. Yeah, but south. like when but, you when I found out, I was like, I was like panicking, like I don't know anything about NASCAR. Did you watch it? No, no, I. I don't oh, watch. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, like when I was gonna go do the interview, yeah. I ended up leaving. But I was like, I was like searching up stuff. Like I was, I was very uneducated. Do you know Jeff Gordon? Yeah. Do you know Ricky Bobby? Yeah. So I, I so I threw that <laughs> I in there. I piss excellence every day. <laughs> So I threw that in there, and then I was just like, you know, I, I wanted to learn. I was, like, intrigued by it because, like, you know, I'm like, what do you do before a race? And she's like, no, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of yoga. I do a lot of meditation. Like, you know, because you're sitting there doing this and this, and then, you know, one wrong move, and you're, you know, we talked about, you know, she was in a severe crash, and it was, like, it was, fuck, it was cool. Like, it was a cool interview. She's very educated, you know, and she was, she made history. You know, people can listen to the interview, obviously, and, um, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I think it's time. Uh, anything else you want to add? Just good to be back, guys. Good seeing your faces. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, Turner a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, fuck me. Okay, Amber Balkin from Winnipeg. Hope you enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle, engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter and Buck shares their commitment to sustainability with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter and Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. Alrighty, we are pleased to be joined today by a gal that is from Winnipeg, Manitoba. She made history in 2016 when she became the first Canadian female to win a NASCAR-sanctioned race in the U.S. She's a race car driver, and boy, do we got a good guest on today, Amber Balcane. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Did I say your name correctly? Close. <laughs> Balkan. Balkan. Okay. Okay. Now we're off to a good start then. Okay, so first off, how are things with you? What's going on? Uh, yeah, what's 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 up? Um, it's going good. We just finished our 2021 racing season, so I'm actually in Regina, Saskatchewan, right now, uh, here for my fiance Jordan's football season with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, so yeah, I'm just now working on putting together my 2022 season. So the work really doesn't stop when you're a driver because when you're not racing, you're, um, finding sponsorship and putting those things together for the next season. Awesome. Okay. So as we all do in this podcast, Amber, we, you know, we backtrack a, a bit to the younger days and, you know, we, I want to know what were you doing? Uh, growing up in Winnipeg, you know, sports, hobbies, you know, break it down for us. Yeah, I did pretty much every sport. Um, I was in cheerleading, dance, volleyball, gymnastics, horseback riding, um, like pretty much everything I can think of, um, and racing. But racing was the one that I always loved to do the most and the one that I was best at. I was very mediocre at all the other things. So um, kind of decided that, you know, if 
racing was going to be it. I had to go all in on that. So at 10 years old, I started racing in go-karts at local dirt tracks, actually in North Dakota. And then I moved into mini sprints and raced them locally at Red River Cop Speedway, now called Victory Lane Speedway, which is in Winnipeg, um, just outside of Winnipeg in St. Norbert, Manitoba. And um, did that for quite a few years. And then raced 410 sprint cars in uh, North Dakota, Minnesota, all the northern states. And that's kind of when I caught the eye of the NASCAR diversity program. I was, you know, winning and doing well. And they kind of said, what do you think of NASCAR? And, you know, being from Winnipeg and Canadian, NASCAR is not extremely popular here. And um, just being, you know, growing up in a dirt track racing family, my dad still races dirt late models to to this day. My grandfather raced dirt sprint cars. So my whole family just raced um, locally at dirt track level. And so to think that I could be in NASCAR at, at a national level was just something never really even thought I mean I thought of it but I just didn't think it was realistic um but I wanted to give it a go yeah that's awesome well I was telling my family and you know the other guys that are on the podcast I was today is it's cool because we talked to a lot of PGA guys and you know um National Hockey League players you name it right and to talk to someone that races you know in NASCAR that's super intriguing so I I have a lot of questions about you know how you got going and I mean, did you watch Talladated Nights a couple of times and you were pumped about it? Or I mean, cause like, where did the passion come for, you know, just to drive race cars? Yeah, I think when you're a race car driver, um, even when I was 10 racing go-karts, like you have a respect for all forms of motorsports. And there wasn't a Sunday that I woke up and didn't hear the sounds of cars on the TV uh, of NASCAR. So uh, it was always in my family and we always watched racing. We always raced every single weekend I would, if I wasn't racing, I'd be with my dad watching him race. So it's really been my entire life and I love it so much. There's nothing that I would trade for it. And I I call it my addiction. Racing is my addiction. And um, yeah, I just, I knew that I wanted to do it for as long as I could. That's awesome. So how does it all work? Like, do you, do you sign up at the local derby track, you know, walk us through the process of starting out a racing and because like, Again, like I'm a hockey and, and golf background. It's, you know, we go to the local golf club and, you know, we check the websites. Like just walk us through how you got into your first race. And then maybe for people that are listening that, you know, maybe they're 10, 12, 13, and they want to start racing. Yeah. So getting into racing is quite a lot different than other stick and ball sports because um, it's, I mean, it's uncommon and not only that, but you need a lot of financial backing to be able to do it where, um, you know, they say hockey is an expensive sport with all the gear that they have to purchase, but you know, even to purchase a go-kart is a couple thousand dollars. And then you move up to mini sprints and it can be $20,000. Then you move up to 410 sprints and it could be a hundred thousand dollars. And now I'm looking for millions and millions of dollars. So it's to not only be a good driver, but also have that financial backing. That's what makes it a little tougher, but it's not impossible either. Um, So at 10 years old, my dad said, if you want to race, you have to do it on your own. That means getting the sponsorship to to pay for your go-kart and also working on the go-kart as well. So um, as far as getting into racing, you know, that's probably the number one question I get asked in my DMs and stuff is how do I get into racing? I always say, go to your local track, mingle, watch the races, meet the drivers, ask questions. And um, then when it comes to sponsorship, look in your smaller circle, you know, who are the people that you already know that have businesses and um, do their demographics kind of align with racing? Um, do they believe in you as a driver, as a person? And for me, I really utilize my story as, you know, being a Canadian female and having to work really hard where most people in my position come from tons of money. Racing is a very, very wealthy 
wealthy sport yeah. and I don't have that financial backing. So I had to work 10 times harder to, to reach out to all these companies, be able to have these business meetings with major CEOs of major companies and learn the business side of the sport almost before I could learn the driving side of the sport. Um, so like I said, it's not impossible. It's, it's difficult to, as you move up the ranks. Um, but for a local dirt track racer, you know, you really want to stay within your community for sponsors and just try to get in the car as often as you can. Okay. Well that led right into my next question was talking about sponsorships and, and then this is also a further that question. So, you know, a company covering your expenses for, you know, let's just talk about your car and how does that work? So are you going door to door? Um, you know, well, let's just say you're in a race and your, your tires blow out. Are you paying that out of your pocket or is that a sponsor? Um, yeah. Like, you know, your windshield gets smashed up. I don't know. Does I mean, walk us through like, you know, I mean, are you going yeah. to a local subway and, and you know, the, Hey, can you sponsor my, my race car? Yeah. At the local level, it's kind of funny because another question I get asked a lot is, oh, do you have insurance on your car? Well, no, <laughs> cars don't have insurance. So um, anything we break, we have to pay for. That's why good sponsors come in handy. So um, you kind of budget yourself, even at a local local level, you, you budget the season, what you think it's going to cost, your tires, your fuel, your um, maintenance, and then the possible possibility of crashes, which it's not even a possibility. It's inevitable. It's not when yeah. it happens it's not if it happens when it happens um it's just part of the sport so uh you kind of have to budget all of that at the beginning of the year um, because at the end of the day it does rely all on you so you have to make sure you're set up to um you know be okay by the end of the season yeah absolutely okay so when you're in races i mean when you first started out i mean these next two questions kind of you mentioned earlier a little bit but is it all co-ed or, or is it you know is there a men's division is there a woman's is it you know, mixed, like walk us through that process. Like, like, like I said earlier, maybe there's young listeners like now listening and want to get into it or even people that are older. Yeah. So the best part about racing or one of the greatest parts that I think is so cool is it is a sport that men and women can compete at the same level all the way up into the NASCAR cup series. So it doesn't matter if you're racing go-karts, if you're racing, um, you know, the world of outlaws, like a higher local series, or if you're racing NASCAR, men and women can compete against each other at all levels. And I think that is so amazing because there's, they did make a women's league um, in more of the F1 version. It's called the W series. So that is all female league. But other than that, it's co-ed it's, it's men and women. And when I was racing mini sprints, I was a 16 year old girl racing against 30 to 40 year old men. So it, it, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your gender. Um, the car doesn't know if I have lipstick on or not, you know, it just knows <laughs> how I'm connecting with it. And, and that's the key to being a good driver is having that good connection with your car, learning your car and um, just developing the skills. And, and again, a gender race, none of that matters. Absolutely. Okay. So, and, and trying to touch on, you mentioned earlier, your first race, how did it go? Where was it? Um, and, and maybe even further, you know, touch on how you got, you got started again. Yeah, so my first race was in Fargo, North Dakota in a go-kart, and I actually got second. Um, I almost won my first race, which was, I was like, all right, like, I I can do this. I'm good at this. I got this. So, um, and then the second race, I ended up winning. So, uh, it's more fun when you're winning, of course. Doesn't matter what sport you're playing. Uh, And, yeah, how I got the start was, you know, I watched up growing my dad, watching my dad, my uncles, my my grandpa, didn't race at that 
at that time anymore, but um, my cousins all raced. So um, I got to see it all firsthand and I knew that I wanted to do it. For years, I begged my dad to let me because at like four years old, I wanted to be racing, but my dad's like, no, no, no. It's you know a huge time commitment. It costs a lot of money. And um, I never stopped asking. So finally my mom was like, she's not gonna stop. So we gotta let her do this. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That, that's cool though. So this next one here, and I like to think I do my homework uh, on, on all our guests, but what is the, you know, the focus and the time and the practice you put in? Cause I think these race cars go 200 miles an hour. Like it gives me anxiety watching it, let alone you're driving a car and you watch on TV and they're going, you know, the, the Indy 500 and they're ripping around. Like from, from people watching, I mean, that are uneducated, it's a little intense, right? I mean, you're watching these cars just go around and around and around at 200 miles an hour. Like walk us through like your, you know, your preparation for, um, you know, what you call an event? Yeah. So again, racing is different than most stick and ball sports in the way that we can't just hop on a field and practice for us to practice. It can cost 10, 20, $30,000 for one day of practice. So you know, when you're a basketball player, you go to the court and you shoot as many basketballs as you can and try to get as many in. And that's how you practice and develop your skills to get better for the game. For zero dollars. For zero dollars, yeah. essentially. Maybe, it, maybe you spend hundred or two hundred dollars on a new pair of sneakers, but that's about it. Yeah. My safety equipment alone, my helmet is five thousand dollars. My Hans device is two thousand dollars. My suit's two thousand dollars. Like it's a ten grand just to just to get the safety equipment to do oh what my. I'm doing. So to not be able to have that practice makes it makes you get creative. So you have to figure out other ways that you can try to develop your skills to prepare for that race. So for example, this season, um, I was racing on the West coast. It was extremely hot, like 110 degrees Fahrenheit. That's in the forties Celsius. Um, just extremely hot being from Canada, not acclimated to that type of weather. (laughs) So I was, would, would run hills wearing a hoodie in 110 degrees to get my body used to that dehydration, that depletion. Um, and then, so since hydration was so important, like I would drink Pedialyte the day before races, Pedialyte the day of tons of water. I would drink pickle juice to keep the sodium in, um, just all sorts of things. You, you, you learn little tricks along the way I'm in the gym pretty much five, six days a week, depending on the time of season. Um, Preparing for the race, I was working out twice a day for every single day for 75 days. Um, And then as far as how we kind of get acclimated in the car, we utilize something we called iRacing. So it's like a racing simulator, very similar to gaming, um, but the tracks are actually identical to the actual tracks we'll be at. So it's a good visual tool for us you can't beat the feeling of being in a race car, but you can at least get the visual idea of the racetracks. Um, so I use that to prepare. And then usually we do have a couple tests before the season. So for example, like Daytona, we test in January and then race in February. So we will have one test for that just to practice drafting. I've never been in a draft before. So, you know, we need to feel what that feels like and, and, um, what the airflow does to the car and how we react to that. And, um, reading, I read a lot. I watch a lot of videos. So, um, whatever races that I know I'm going to be competing in, I'll watch last year's race of it just to figure out the line, talk to my crew, um, talk to my spotters just to learn more about the track. And so a lot of watching video, eye racing, working out, 
And then I also read a lot of um, books as well. So with racing, because especially NASCAR, these races are super long and it takes yeah. intense, intense focus. And not only are you physically drained, but you're mentally drained. So I read a lot of mental books to um, just make sure, you know, my confidence is there, my mental is there, and I'm able to be focused for all 150, 200 laps for hours on end. That's crazy. Cause this, and this leads into my next question and you know, what would, um, you know, a pre-race ritual preparation, I mean, you know, what are you doing the day of the race, but then to further that, are you, so when you race that, so what's your schedule like too? So this is kind of a, a jumbled question. Like let's talk about the day of the race, what you're doing, and then what's a, a season schedule like for you? Yeah. So, um, this year, my schedule was from March to October. And that was, I did 23 races spread wow. out in that time next year. It would look something like February to November. Again, about 20 races spread out um, with a couple of practice days in between there. We don't get as many practice. I would like to practice every week, but again, yeah. with a, because it costs so much, we have to budget accordingly. Yeah. Um, and so a race day for me would just look like getting up, depending on the schedule, the schedule, this year's schedule, we had to at the track up around 11 a.m so you know wake up at 8 39 go to i like starbucks get starbucks get a bagel um carb load in the morning so I, and and protein so i usually get egg bites and, and a bagel um like i said the night before i'm hydrating with pedialyte um or any like type of electrolyte beverages lots of water pickle juice for the sodium Next morning is the same way. I'm mixing my water and um, my Pedialyte, drinking that, get to the track, we sign in. Um, usually we'll do kind of meet and greet with sponsors. And then, um, yeah, it's time to practice. And we practice and then we qualify and then we sign autographs and then we race. And then the day is usually done around 10, 11 p.m. Wow. That's a loaded schedule. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. So there must have been some incredible cities, you know, thus far that you've gone to, you know, go to race. You know, where have you all where have you all been? Um, so this year I was mainly on the West Coast. So California, Nevada. Um, last year I was mainly on the, the or the year before I was in the Midwest, the year before I was mainly on the East Coast. And then next year, if everything goes according to plan, I'll be all over the United States. Um, Midwest, South, North, East, West, everywhere. So um I as far as a favorite place, I mean, to me, Daytona has always been like, it was one of the first NASCAR tracks I went to as a kid and it's been on my bucket list to race. So I think that's going to be um, the most exciting one for me. Racing in Vegas this year was really neat. Um, got to, you know, stay on the strip and then race is, is pretty cool. So. Yeah. That sounds like no fun at all. <laughs> okay, I mean, so I, it was, I didn't drink or gamble or anything yeah. <laughs> that people do in Vegas because I raced the next day, but yeah still a neat atmosphere so i mentioned off the top in 2016 you make canadian history when you won and became the first canadian female to win a nascar event um walk us through that moment how special that was for you you know your family you mentioned your dad was a big time racer still races um mm -hmm. you know we love these kind of stories so walk us through that yeah so um 2016 was my first year on pavement i transitioned from dirt to pavement and that transition is a lot more difficult than most people realize i went from a really lightweight open wheel car that you basically put to the floor and go nuts um to something that requires a ton of discipline it's very technical it's very you're, you're breaking your throttle your all your points are have to be precisely to the millimeter like yeah. it's 
completely different. So learning that um, was, that transition was difficult, but I still knew that if I could develop my skills through the season, I should be able to win by the end of the year. And luckily that was, that was able to, ha to happen. And the first race was not so good. And then I would get fifth and then fourth and then third and then second, 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 and then finally got that win. So um, it felt really good. That was my goal going into it. I, I knew that if I did accomplish that, that I would make history. And that's kind of my goal into everything. Like next year, if I can make everything happen, it, and able to win in that series, I'd be the highest winning female in all of NASCAR. So wow. I always have these, I set these goals towards, you know, the beginning of the season and um, it was difficult to achieve, but I achieved it, which was, was great. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. We, like I said, we love to hear those stories and they're, they're super cool to, and fascinating for sure. Um, Amber, I don't, I don't know where you want to go with it. I'm going to lead it into you. Um, you know, you had a crash. I mean, I, I didn't even write anything down on this because I, yeah, I'd rather you, you know, explain it. And if you're comfortable doing that, then by all means. Yeah, absolutely. So in 2016 was, you know, a really great year of racing. Um, and I kind of thought after I won and made history that all the sponsors would come to me and things would be really easy. And that just wasn't how it happened. Um, so the next couple of years, I actually really struggled to find sponsorship to be able to move up the ranks of NASCAR. Um, that NASCAR series that I was racing was called the NASCAR Wheel and All-American Series. So it was an, a local level NASCAR um, racing. Yeah. And, and so I struggled to get sponsorship the next couple of years and COVID hit and that hurt even more. All the sponsors I had lined up fell through. So I was trying to figure out what can I do to keep in the car and still get to race as much as I can. And so for me, that meant going back to dirt track racing. Dirt track racing is a lot less expensive and I would be able to race more. Yeah. So I went to race these cars called midgets, which were very, very similar to what I used to race, except it doesn't have that big wing on top. Yeah. Um, they drive quite a bit different, but with dirt, if, if you're an open wheel car, you can kind of adjust pretty easily. So um, I raced a season of what they're called midgets and um towards the end of the season I was really feeling comfortable in the cars and I was um I don't actually know what happened exactly but I had a really really bad crash um flew up into the air flipping 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 landed in a fence I don't remember anything that happened I don't remember how it happened I woke up in a fence I could hear paramedics around me and then I've like passed back out and then the next time I woke up I was in the ambulance on the stretcher and I couldn't feel my legs or my arms. So I thought I was paralyzed. And so I was yelling to the paramedics. I'm like, I can't feel my arms. I can't feel my legs. Like I'm paralyzed, I'm paralyzed. And then they shot me with adrenaline. And a couple minutes later, I could start getting the feeling back in my fingertips and my toes and then my hands and my feet. And, and then it all started coming back. But I couldn't remember the phone, the, my password to my phone. I couldn't remember anything I was so I've never experienced that type of like body shock before and so went to the hospital I had two collapsed lungs burns to my arms severe concussion and really I was just throwing up for days on end I couldn't move uh, I ended up being in the hospital for three days I probably should have went longer but I just wanted to get home and get into my bed and, yeah. and be taken care of by Jordan so um yeah, it took me two months to recover. It was about two weeks before I could like lift my arms above my shoulders. Um, took me about two weeks to walk more than a couple minutes. And at that point, um, it was when I was in the ambulance, or sorry, when I got to the hospital, 
I was able to FaceTime my parents and, and my fiance and I said, I'm done racing. Like I'm done. And that was the first time I've ever said it in my life. And I said, it, it's not worth it. You know, I, I'm getting older. I, Jordan and I are supposed to get married and I couldn't even walk down the aisle if I'm paralyzed from yeah. racing. And it's just, I don't know if this is worth it anymore. And maybe this is my sign that I need to be done. And then two days later, I said, you know what I said before? Like, I was just kidding on that. I didn't mean it. <laughs> so once I talked to the doctors, I'm like, if I can get better and get back in the car, I will. So two, two months later, I was back in the car. Wow. That's incredible. So that, that's a quick turnaround, two months later. And you went through a lot. That's, yeah. wow. Yeah, I was con uh, concussion too. So I wasn't allowed to watch TV, be on my phone. So it was just a lot of just being alone in a dark room, which wasn't that fun, but um, thankfully I had gotten a lot stronger mentally going through Absolutely. what I've been the last couple of years with sponsorships and stuff. So, um, I, I was in a pretty good place mentally, which I'm thankful for because a lot of athletes, when they do get injured can get to really low places. Well, that's good. That and obviously it shows just how mental tough you are, right? I mean, that's, that's crazy. So it's good to hear that you're, you know, you're back and you're getting ready to go for the, the next season. Yeah. And um, then, the, yeah, this right. next season was this year and had, you know, raced full time, got a landed a really major sponsor, Icon Direct. Um, they're out of Winnipeg Man or Winkler, Manitoba, which is really cool. And nice. they sell RV parts. And um yeah, so to have to have that type of year and, and have the worst crash of my life. And then the next year, you know, have our, arguably one of the best racing seasons I've had with a major sponsor and getting to race for a major team on the NASCAR team on the West Coast is it was a, a good turnaround for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's positive. Okay. So we got to ask because we are a golf slash sports podcast. What else do you do besides uh, race cars? Do you golf at all? And you know what? I'm actually a decent golfer. I don't nice. golf often, but I am pretty good at it. I went on this um, TV show one time, Fins and Skins with Henry okay. Walsh. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I hit the ball farther than he did. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a really good put, but no, I, I don't really golf that often. I'm trying to think, um, I don't really do that many sports. Cause I'm like, I don't like, I'd love to go snowboarding, but I don't want to get hurt right before yeah. the season or something like that. So a lot, I just, I do a lot of computer stuff. I'm always, I'm very business forward. So just always uh, working on my my relationships with my sponsors and, and building new sponsorships. Um, I love to go to the games here in Regina. That's probably like my thing that I like to do for fun. I love football. So football is definitely my favorite sport other than racing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, the riders are pretty good too. Yes. And, and, and your fiance is a, a hell of a player. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go to our uh, questions from the gallery sponsored by Molson Coors. Coors Seltzer's on a mission helping to restore fresh water to Canada's rivers through the Change the Coors Foundation. Enjoy the Coors Seltzer mixer pack with four great flavors, black cherry, mango, grapefruit, and lemon lime, and many more. Check out Molson today. Please drive responsibly and drink responsibly. Okay. Favorite part about racing a car. See, see how my notes are written down? Like I'm just like <laughs> so uneducated about the sport, but I learned a lot already thus far. So <laughs> favorite part about racing. Uh, to me, it's just the feeling you get in the car when you're racing. There's nothing else you're thinking about other than how to make that car faster, how to be smoother, how to be more consistent, how to catch the guy in front of you, how to keep the guys behind you, um, how to make it through the whole race. You're just, you're so focused on what you're doing and you're so in the moment. And I think it's hard to fully be in the moment nowadays, especially with technology and everything. Yeah. And with, with racing, you're just, you're forced to be a hundred percent in the moment. And I just love going fast. 
<laughs> I want to go fast, right? Yeah. Actually, here's a question. So when you when you just mentioned how to get in front of the next guy, so obviously, and I've you know I've watched Talladega Nights a million times. Like when they say slingshot, is that actually a thing? Like can you like can you like put in a different gear and just go? <laughs> no, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, can we talk about where your next race is or no? That's not that's not finalized yet. Um, yeah, so th- this season just finished for me. So now I'm working towards next year. So um, now it's just a matter of me putting the sponsorship together so that I can move up into the next level. So hopefully within the next couple of months, we'll have all that solidified and I'll be able to share with everyone. Okay. Uh, favorite TV show? It depends on the day, usually. <laughs> um, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Jordan, I watch that Squid Games. Have you heard of that? Don't tell me too much, but I heard it's good though. I heard it's a little intense. Yeah. Yeah. We just finished that yesterday. So that one's pretty crazy. Um, it's a very, very girly show, but it's called Love Island. Okay. It just doesn't take a lot of brain cells to watch. And it's just, <laughs> it's just I just like it. <laughs> okay. Favorite beverage after a race or a hot day or an off day for you? Um, water. Because <laughs> I'm usually water? very dehydrated. Okay. Um, propel. And as far as alcoholic beverage, beer or wine. Okay. Uh, how fast have you ever been going in your race car? 188 at Daytona. Wow. Mile an hour. So that's about, I think, 300, 310 kilometers. Oh, <laughs> Next question is perfect then. How many speeding tickets do you have on, on the real road? Um, I think it's seven or eight. Seven or eight? Yeah, but I haven't had one in a really long time because I'm <laughs> living in the States and they're harder to get in the States. Knock That's on true. wood. <laughs> that is true. Okay, two more for you. Um, if a young listener today is listening, um, whether it's to be a professional athlete, a professional race car driver, a doctor, business entrepreneur, uh, just some advice for them, um, you know, that you could give them, obviously, for, you know, what it takes to, to make it. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds cheesy, but it honestly, it's what I live by and it's never give up. Like, don't give up. Things get tough. Things will challenge you. You're going to question why you're doing what you're doing. You're going to doubt yourself. Um, but you really, at the end of the day, you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe in your potential and never let other people's opinions dictate the decisions that you make for yourself. If you truly believe that this is what you want to do in life and you can be great at it and, and you believe you can go far and you're willing to put in the work to make it happen, um, and are persistent and resilient about it, then you can really achieve anything. And that goes in sports and business, anything to do in life. It's just honestly never give up. Cause if I had given up the last within the last five years, I wouldn't be where I am today, but, um, I was just relentless with, with my pursuit of my potential. And I'm super happy. I never gave up because even though I went through a lot of struggle to get where I am today, Right now, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And now I can look at my life and be like, wow, I can't believe this is my life. Um, but it took a long time to get there. So if if you have one after your dreams or you're thinking about it and you're, oh, what the, the risk versus the, versus the reward, it's it's worth it. Awesome. Okay, last one for you. Uh, where can, you know, potential sponsors, where can they reach you? Uh, how do they get hold of you, uh, you know, sponsor and deck up the, the, the car? Yeah, for sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter at Amber Balkan 10. Um, also on TikTok at Amber Balkan 10. Um, my racing page on Facebook is Amber Balkan Racing. And I also have a website and you can email me on there through my website as well. And it's amberbalkanracing.com. I feel like you said your last name five times just to, to uh, kind, <laughs> kind of give me a jab because I messed it up the first time. So 
No, Amber, this has been so much fun today. Appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, best of luck in your 2021, 2022 season. Uh, and, and I hope we can do this again. Thank you. Appreciate it. This episode of Off the Hosel is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Last Mountain Distillery is family owned and operated. Located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Our success lies in our commitment to producing high quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally infused dill pickle vodka, which is on sale all month long at many places across the province. Also, don't forget to try out their new hibiscus lime vodka, only made by Last Mountain Distillery. All right, episode 92, Amber Balkin. Uh, a lot of fun with this one, as I mentioned in the top of the show, it was just me and you would have just heard a solo interview. I learned a lot. I learned a ton you know, just on how fast those things go, you know, she made history in 2016 by becoming the first ever woman to win a NASCAR sanctioned event. Pretty cool. You know, uh, not to mention the first NASCAR driver we've had on the Off the Halls of yeah. podcast, right? I mean, we've had pretty much every sport, so that's kind of cool. It's another first. And ties to Regina as she's engaged to Jordan Reeves. Ryan so, Reeves' brother. Yeah. Riders. Future guest, maybe. Future guest, potentially. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. It was, it was pretty cool, you know, and she was engaged in the interview. Um, you know, we talked about her crash, you know, it was, it, it was like, cause you always see that you, you watch Talladega nights, you know, guys flying through the air and say, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's real. She flipped like 12 times, you know, doesn't know where she is. And she talked about like quitting the sport forever. And then she's like, ah, I'm just kidding. That's like, three days later. And she got back into it. So, you know, kudos to her and she's healthy and whatever and whatnot. But I think what Drew's saying is guys like myself and Turner, we haven't heard the the interview. Listeners, tune in. It sounds like a good one. You seem pretty pumped about it. So Yeah. And taught you a lot about NASCAR. Absolutely, yeah. No, it was good it was a good interview. So um boys, let's wrap this thing up. What else we got? Nothing. Troy. Just again, happy to see you guys. Yeah. Um, Don't pull your rickshaws. Wait, what? Long interview. This week was a long we had a long intro. We didn't, yeah. we didn't. It's been a while since we got together. So um, enjoy divots in our golf. I mean, get down here, sixty-eight twenty-three Rossdale Boulevard. I know I might have messed up the address in the uh, pre-show, but I think I got her. Get down here, opening up October fifteenth. Give them a call. Book your tee times. It's gonna be busy. It's gonna be busy fast. Yep. Lots yeah. of upgrades in here. Uh, seven great simulators, like I've said. Great staff. Great food great golf and uh, that snow is going to be falling soon so turn nothing no. Shrin shriners hospital for children open next weekend coming up awesome yeah well fellas we're close to 100 rip good luck this weekend in manitoba thank you hoping to come over there with four points best of luck to the cougars and yourself quick question are you going to buffalo bills <laughs> don't know what that is if you're over 40 you will <laughs> troy uh, happy to have Show you back. Age. Welcome, welcome back uh, to the pod. Um, yeah, we're going golf on Thursday, boys. It's have fun. Let's do it. Hey, right. everyone else. Also, check out the poll tomorrow. Drew's yeah, going to put out there about the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, yeah. I exactly. yeah, Troy had an aneurysm looking at that logo. Instagram, Twitter at underscore off the hosel. Facebook, YouTube off the hosel. Subscribe, like, enjoy the pods. Always make sure check them out. Talk to you next week. Peace. See ya.